How's it? And welcome to the On The Rock podcast. This is Nate. This week, we're joined by Eric Takahata, Managing Director of Hawaii Tourism Japan. Eric is a friend. He's a mentor to me. And we're going to talk about tourism from Japan, hence Hawaii Tourism Japan. We'll talk about travel bubbles and all kinds of other stuff. So thanks for coming in. Hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're on to let us know that you're paying attention. Mahalo for coming in and enjoy. What's up, bro? By the way, only audio, so no worry about the video. It's not gonna be oh, on okay. YouTube. So you wore your nice six eight or uh, Rens for for nothing. No, bro. I had a I had a um, I had a presentation just now at HDA. Oh. Uh, as part of what the so explain the bubble what's going on with the bubble because you're you're with htj well okay actually first protocol name where are you from and uh even though i know the answer your your favorite um football team oh okay name eric takahara from kaneohe hawaii or hawaii Nine six seven four four. Favorite <laughs> NFL football team, even in my previous life, Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, the Rams. All Rams. Uh, they gonna make it back or what this year? I don't know. They had a <laughs> somewhat down year this past year. I don't know, man. But I got faith in my coach, Mister McVay. So <laughs> I hope so. That, we'll that when they when they came down, that was pretty much a one time shot, right? They're not, they're not planning to ever come down again, right? For preseason. Uh no, I think they are. I think I think those talks are still alive. Um, I think that they were. Uh, it was a multi year kind of proposal, is my understanding, and which is evaluated annually uh, every year. So what you know, you do it once, you reevaluate, figure out the following year. But uh, my understanding was a multi year. And then I, I I didn't make it. I think I was out of town, but was, I mean, generally speaking, was it a pretty good response from the community as far as ticket sales oh, yeah. and all that stuff? Sure. The, the, the thing sold out, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, pretty quickly. So, you know how starved we are, are here in Hawaii for professional sports, right? I mean, even a preseason game, none of the Rams starters even suited up, I think. They, had their, they were in shells. They weren't even, no helmets, nothing. I think they just had their jerseys and shorts. Yeah, even even the Cowboys, right? None of the big guys, none of the stars suited up either, right? No, no, and that's just a trend, right? With the NFL, you're not going, you haven't put your big stars in for the preseason. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Not, it's not worth it with the amount of injuries that they have. So no. that makes sense. Money but, too. <laughs> um, so so travel bubble. So what's the what's the latest on the travel bubble? Is that happening? It, you know what, we are, we are heading towards that, right? I mean, so the governor wants to set up these, um, and they're not using the word bubble, they're using corridors. So, so we're trying to trap, yeah, same, same concept though. Um, so we're trying to set up these corridors, right? With uh, similar, like similarly, similarly uh, affected, you know, other like destinations, for example, like uh, I'll take like my, my expertise, Japan, right? So Japan, you know, per capita is what, 150 infections per million, right? So yeah. 
you know, we're at what, 830 something, right? With today's 16. So we're at 830 per what our population is about 1.3 million. Mm -hmm. so you look at the per capita, I mean, Japan, someplace like Japan at 150 per million, you know, way lower percentage and rate than us. Huh? Yeah. So what, what the, what the governor wants to do is he wants to set up these corridors with these, you know, uh, I guess health wise, you know, similar infection rate kind of places and set up these corridors with those, you know, those, those places, not only international, you know, we're talking about Japan, South Korea, um, even looking at Oceania, you know, Australia, New Zealand, yeah, uh, but, but other States, right. You know, the States that have gotten the, their curves kind of controlled already or flattened down. Yeah? Sure. So like, you know, like much like Alaska and all these other States, right. That, um, that have their, their pandemic thing under control, you know, the idea is to set up these corridors with those places and, and minimum, you know, mitigate or minimize the risk as possible, as much as possible. Huh? Yeah. I mean, I, I was just mentioned to you, I think it just broke right before we started recording, but um, I guess the, the governor's open to um, opening up if somebody gets their COVID test within 72 hours of uh, their air flight. Right. Yep. Yep. I mean, so yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe because you're my first tourism um, industry kind of guest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah. try and explain what it was like to go from like to from from full blast to a complete dead stop and like how how bad it was. I, I, I know some people who are in the industry, especially workers, know how bad it was. But I mean, to go from full blast to complete stop and then how, how hard it is to restart even just a little bit. Right, right. Um, you know, I've been, I've been in pretty much sales and marketing all my life, well, my professional career, but I've never done a business or had to do something where, you know, usually the task is to keep on getting more, right? Yeah. <laughs> Raise sales. Uh, so in, in, in our, in our, you know, the tourism businesses. We're trying to raise arrivals, but you know, more um, more responsible visitors. Yeah, not not just any Tom, Dick, or Harry kind of guy, but more responsible, you know, visitors. We were targeting to to you know raise the arrivals on. So, you know, we were for the Japanese market. Depending on the month or the season, you look you're looking at anywhere from thirty five hundred people to six thousand people a day, yeah. like just from Japan, just yeah. from Japan. And to go from that to zero was surreal. It was just unreal. Uh, I couldn't even explain it. So as soon as we did the, uh, we implement that, implemented that 14-day quarantine, um, all the Japanese carriers, all the flights from Japan stopped basically in a week. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you got no flights now, I mean, coming between uh, Japan and here. So, and then, you know, with that, the, your tour companies, everybody stopped sell. So, yeah, we went to zero Japanese in, in a matter of, probably seven, 10 days. So it's pretty surreal. It, yeah. it, um, it almost felt like, you know, in the Avengers end game, you know, when <laughs> Thanos makes you know, that snap, the snap. That's what it felt like man, that the snap. And it was just like, what, you know, we're just going from that to zero. It was yeah. surreal. And, and I think the painful part of it is, you know, watching the, um, the local businesses here suffer from that. Right. And not only from the Japanese market, not being able to come here, but, you know, domestic market too, right? So it's tough. It's tough. I mean, it's a big hit, big hit, you know, for economically for Hawaii, you know, yeah. tourism is an economic driver, right? So it's tough, man. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I think I, 
rode my bike, my bicycle through Waikiki, like, um, I don't know, maybe about a month or two ago before, you know, when it was fully shut down just to like get some exercise. And it was like ghost town. I've never seen it where you don't even see people walking around, like no cars, let alone and no pedestrians is it's pretty it's pretty wild um how are you guys looking to now that the uh, corridors are kind of looking to open from your guys point of view like from htj and hta what are you guys doing to kind of like grease the you know grease the engine to get ready to 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 make sure that whoever starts arriving has a has a pretty good experience yeah, we uh, so we I just got out of a meeting, um, marketing meeting just now with HTA presentations, all that stuff. But um, it is it is um, a ramp up right now because I think you know we we kind of cracked the door a little open with the with the uh, you know the the testing option to exempt out of the 14 day quarantine. So that's kind of cracking the door a little open. And um, so right now for for us, you know, for the state is to now. Um, make sure that we're ready for the ramp up and the, you know, the, the, the return. Um, but, you know, coupled with that and something that we, we, we all are looking at right now coming out of this is, um, you know, we don't, I don't think anybody's under the impression that we're just going to go back to normal. Yeah. Sure. Like we're not going to just turn back 10.4 million visitors back in, you know what I mean? It, it doesn't, mm-hmm. won't, it won't do that. And it won't work like that um, in, in any, you know, short amount of time. It's going to take, it's going to take a while, but you know, when we even look at it, do we even want to go back to 10.4 million visitors, right? That's, that's a delicate subject because even pre pandemic, I mean, the local residents, our, our resident sentiment towards tourism was, was in the pits, yeah. and, you know, everybody's frustrated, right? They cannot go to their favorite restaurant. You cannot get around, you know, everybody looking at the turtles on the North shore or, yeah. you know, in Kailua, you know, you can't, you know, so on and so forth. So these areas that were being overrun by visitors and not only on Oahu, but, you know, like Kauai too and, and um, you know, some other the neighbor islands were experiencing the same thing. So, you know, we have to re-examine like, yes, we got to take care of our visitor, but, but you know, who else we got to take care of is ourselves, right? Sure. We got to take care of the, the local residents and, and without, without the local resident, re, you know, uh, welcoming back the visitor, you know, what, it's not going to work, right? Like yeah. uh, visitors can tell when they're not wanted. <laughs> so yeah. if they come here and the locals are like, yeah, you know what? We don't want you here. And, you know, you and me, we can feel it whenever we're, we go someplace and that happens to us, right? Sure. You'll know, right? People are not stupid. Yeah. They're going to be like, gosh, oh, okay, no aloha. But, you know, it's tough. And that's a, that's a whole nother two-hour conversation, right? How do you give something you don't have? So, you know, the residents have to, feel protected or or even considered yeah in this whole tourism puzzle huh? to and when we restart and re-welcome re, re, re people back into uh the state as visitors so is the is the approach now changing from um worrying about number of inbounds to kind of worrying more about customer spend or visitor spend and trying to up that and have fewer but more money okay so Plainly put, yes. I mean, okay. really yeah. simplified. Simple. Yeah. Well, I'm a simple guy, so breaking yeah, it down yeah. easy well, makes well, it. You're, you're, yeah, you're practical, man. You, you, that's how. Yeah, that's what it is. But, but you know what? More so, I think we want, we, you know, we want Hawaii to be a destination where it's it's someone that's, you know, a Pono person will come here. 
Sure. Um, not not the not the guy that not the guy or gal that's gonna come here and just you know what I mean come into our our, our state or our our Aina, right and just yeah. wreck it up and go home and be like yeah. oh that was fun I got some Instagram shots you know I got twenty thousand you know likes or whatever right I mean it is I think we we're re-examining what kind of visitor we want and so usually the more pono traveler is what we're calling in the Japanese market the more pono guys. Um, you know, just by nature, that's their higher spending. Like they'll, they care about, you know, respecting things and cultures. And, um, you know, Japan has a long history and culture, right? Just like Hawaii, we got a long sure. history and culture. So that's why it's so easy for the Japanese to, to honor us. And, you know, I, I would point back to when we you know, implemented the 14 day quarantine, right? I mean, governor announced it in March, right? Late March. I mean, seven days, no planes, auto planes said, well, we could still fly, you know, he's just saying we got a quarantine, but my gosh, you know, the Japanese are so respectful, right? They're saying, well, governor, we understand what you're saying. Don't come, yeah. you know, in a nice way. Right. So, yeah. you know, these are the nuances with the Japanese market, especially that um, we, you know, I think people in Hawaii can appreciate is because it's same, same. It's, it's uh, our values are, are, are the same, sure. you know, um, for most part, you know, like, Hawaiian words and Hawaiian values, you know, so deep and so wide, right? Like the concepts, um, very different from like the English language, right? Like usually a word means a word and you don't want too much, you know, <laughs> um, you know, sphere out of the word itself, but like Japanese, same as Hawaiian, you know, you say a word, it comes with a bunch of stuff, right? It comes with concepts. It comes with unspoken you know, rules and understandings, right? And that's and that's why I think the Japanese love Hawaii so much. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things. There's a lot of words in Japanese that you can't really even properly translate to to English because, or it's a it's a it's a sentence, or it requires a a few sentences to to explain what that word kind of means. Yeah. So I mean, I get it. I guess I'm just trying to figure out. I mean, and I agree. I think I think the long term. Um, goal might be to go back i i think i can't remember if i was talking to maybe it was lynn miyahira but she was talking about um how maybe back in the 80s even like 90s maybe like the visitors that we were we were having fewer visitors but they were the amount of money that they were spending per per person was at a higher clip than maybe right leading up into the pandemic so you know, I, I told her, yeah, like, I think that's a good approach. I, I'm just trying to figure out how you how you get there, because I think nowadays with like Airbnb and, you know, airlift being pretty cheap, you know, there's a lot more competition, which is good for the good for the market. Right. You want competition, but that means competition will drive down prices, making it more accessible. Right. So I am i don't know how if you have insight on how marketing wise, how are you guys trying to kind of look at that yeah so you know getting back to what i was saying right we're gonna we, we're, we're we're targeting a certain kind of traveler now okay um is the more um it is the person that cares about about natural resources okay it's the person that respects um the destination that, that they're visiting's culture um and their traditions and even to an extent, right? I mean, well, within culture, their their music, their you know language, and and that's something that you know is super important for Hawaii, right? I mean, our culture is is one of a kind. I mean, 
you know, we, we, when you say aloha, aloha is, <laughs> that's so deep and so wide, right? Sure. So, um, you know, I think that that's, you know, something we want to continue using in our, in our marketing moving forward is that we really want to speak to the person that is, that is respectful and, and, and educated um, and, and willing to be open, you know, to, to other destinations, cultures, and, and histories too, yeah. So it's a different kind of approach. It's not just, a, um, at least for Japan, we're not going to do like a B-52 bomber kind of thing where it's like, come to Hawaii because Jal's going to have a special or whatever, you know, that it's, it's, it's going to be very different that the messaging It's not going to be, you know, just, just overall watering the whole crop. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, and I, I think that's probably like, just for me, the the fear is when we do start opening up, if it's Mm -hmm. just like doors flying open and just telling everybody, whoever can come, come flight is cheap. Hotels cheap comments because we we're so not desperate, but we're so in need of the the influx of cash that we we were willing to do that. But you know, it makes more sense to to kind of change the approach, change the marketing, and and ease back into it. Uh, but how long do you think that will take if you take that approach for you guys? I mean, what what do you see like forecasting out? So so okay so like. Let's see, maybe from a um, practical standpoint, because you're a practical guy, right? <laughs> so we, we just uh, we just finished a survey and it's pretty large sample size, about 11,700 11, people respondents. But, you know, we see that. Um, so practically speaking, we, we, we know that the Japanese market, probably 30 percent of them are going to come back between August and um, the end of the year. So, you know, the respondents, 30% of the respondents said they would come back before the end of this year. Okay. Uh, moving forward in, in maybe late December to about March of next year, uh, the next 35% said they would come back. And then your remainder comes back later, uh, later 21 into 22. So, yeah. you know, as far as the numbers go, that's what, you know, it's going to look like. Mm. But the process that I just mentioned just now, it's going to take time. Yeah. You know, we it's a big paradigm shift, right? Because before we were so, just like you said, I mean, we need the economic, you know, benefits. So feed us, feed us, feed us. Right. But now, you know, we, we cannot do that anymore. We got to be responsible because, you know, the, 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 the local resident here, you know, has made their voice heard and, and rightfully so. Right. Like, you know, even, um, even look at it from a native Hawaiian perspective, right? Like, you know, we got to ask permission to do things. You know, we, we don't, you cannot just do things just in the almighty name of commerce and the dollar, right? Like, like if we're going to use the natural resources here, we got to ask first, like, is it okay to do this, right? So even reimagining how we, um, like the Japanese love Kailua, right? Mm-hmm. But we, you know, we, we need to go back and have these really hard conversations with the community to say, like, if first of all, you guys want this, you know? Yeah. And then maybe, if you do want it, then how do you want it, right? <laughs> and how how can we do that in the most pono way possible? Yeah, so that those that's gonna be a longer process. Uh, um, I mean, but what if they say no, they don't want it? How how do you if, guys? If, if, if they say no, and this is gonna sound really funny, but my market will be very respectful. Uh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Japanese, I mean, no, I mean, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you tell them don't go, they're not gonna go. Yeah. And they're so respectful, right? In that sense. Um, and it's the other markets, right, that are, you know, you have constitutional rights and, 
you have <laughs> this and that and uh you know that that's where you're gonna have a challenge oh, in that's my where opinion. the the lawsuits are coming from, right? I mean, sure, it's it's not course. coming from Japan about, about right, it's 14 day quarantine. So, you know, um, that's going to be tough, right? So mm. I, as far as my market goes, I know there's no going to be any almost zero problem with first asking. And then if we're told no, then we're not going to, we, we won't do it. Mm. You know, I mean, you know, you'll have, you'll have like, you know, like guys that are going to go no matter what, but yeah. overall, you're not going to have a disrespect of that. No. Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, I'm, I've been trying to just in some of the conversations talk about economy. And I think tourism is a definite piece that has to be there. I mean, it's uh, the infrastructure is already built. Um, a lot of systems already rely on it. So you cannot not have it. But there's a better way. Maybe this whole crisis will teach us a better way or we'll, a, better, a better way of doing it might might kind of come out. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, for you guys, um, on the, on the flip side, I know you guys don't worry too much about the outbound to Japan, but it does kind of tie in because, you know, the amount of you guys looking at also outbound, you know, Jao or whoever is going to look at, um, outbound travelers too. Um, what do you see happening on that end from us going to Japan? I mean, it was, it's been a lot more accessible, maybe the last five to 10 years. Do you think it's going to be like that or is it going to get back to being pretty expensive and where it's kind of a once or twice in a lifetime trip? Um, no, I think that it, um, you know, pre-pandemic, I mean, everybody is, I mean, at the local level here, right? We were all joking, like, I think Japan is not a 10th island, right? I mean, yeah. right after Vegas, I mean, a lot of people are going to Japan, oh, you yeah. know, spring break, all this kind of stuff. I mean, I mean... Many you know people I know that they were going to Japan. They're going, oh, we're in Japan this spring break. We're in Japan this summer, and um, you know it's kind of like you said just now. It's coming more access accessible. Yeah. So you know, interesting, right? So it, it uh, I, I don't see that stopping. You know, I think that there will still be demand um, going to Japan, and and you know I would argue like once you get to Japan, and you know the the food costs and stuff. Oh yeah. You know, it, it might be lower less than us i mean you know over here you're paying you know 12 bucks for a good plate lunch right yeah but geez in japan you see you slap down 12 bucks i think you can sit down in a pretty nice udon restaurant and have a nice bowl of udon and a and a side dish you know yeah and no tipping right so yeah you know i mean you know that kind of stuff i know other things in comparison like that yellow bubbly drink that we like to drink is is also cheaper you oh, know there's there's swearing on this podcast you can talk about whatever you like, <laughs> well yeah but but you know what i mean so yeah um yeah so, so you know the, the price of the stay once you get there you know and then and then i would i would i would you know not argue but i would say that your flight there even you know a lot of times most of the year it's less than going east coast you oh, know yeah. if we went from here in New York or here to Chicago, right? Like how we got to do sometimes for, you know, what you and I do on, on, on other stuff. I mean, we got to go to those, you know, East Coast destinations and that's not cheap, right? I mean, yeah. it, it can hit a thou. I mean, you know, I've, you know, I hit a thousand on the economy class, yeah. you know, going to New York or Chicago and it's like, wow. But, you know, Japan for most part, I think, you know, we were seeing the rate round trip. And, you know, flying economy international is very different, different. from flying economy domestic. Yeah. It's <laughs> like know. flying business class almost, except the seats aren't as big, but the service-wise. Right. But, but the service and the, you know, the, yeah, definitely. So, you know, so, you know, you're looking at 
prices are around 800 bucks, right? 799, right around there. Sometimes, yeah. you know, they're running specials. We're at 499. That's like Vegas already almost. So yeah. uh, I do see that, you know, business uh, recovering, at least from the local side, going to Japan. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I mean, like, to be quite honest right now, I would rather go there than go to the continent. You know, if, if I had, mm. like, as soon as things start opening up, that sure. would probably be my my preferred trip, um, yeah. and, and it's a lot to do it because, um, I mean, comfort wise, you know, it's a lot more comfortable. But, you know, like I think people in Japan kind of understand how not to spread <laughs> spread sickness because right, right. they're good about the whole mask thing. They were doing it yeah. prior to anyway, right? So, um, it just it just seems like it's it's a it's a better move but um yeah i don't know I, i'm i mean yeah i'm trying to think about what travel will look like i mean i'm going home to hilo this weekend mm. actually tomorrow and i it's a just, place bro hilo is awesome man <laughs> love hilo well but <laughs> even for this short flight i i won't lie i'm kind of i'm a little nervous to see what it's gonna be like to get to the airport like yeah. you know like are people going to be kind of keeping their distance, you know, like what, you know, I, cause I, I last trip I took was right the weekend before the governor shut everything down. So in fact, I, I flew back early. I was supposed to stay a, a few days longer, but I told my mom, I was like, I have a feeling it's gonna, it's, he's going to pull the trigger. So I better change my flight. So I moved my flight up like two, three days to, to get back here. And then, I got back here on Saturday. That Wednesday, I think, or Thursday is when the the shutdown kind of happened. Wow. So, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm a little nervous to be honest, but yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what travel looks like coming out of it. So what What do you think travel is going to look like long term? I mean, like, like I said, not only Hawaii, but you're going to see everybody emerge differently, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, so you take the journey, take you know, the, 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 the step-by-step kind of approach. So you get to the airport, you're going to have to get to the airport earlier. Um, no doubt, because yeah. there's going to be a little more, right. Little more processes, processes in there. Um, you're going to have to fill out the form, right. So you should be prepared, download the sucker, fill them out, you know, yeah. before you go to the, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, I got, I, I got them ready to go. <laughs> yeah. See, so you're going to have a lot of more, a lot more prep, you know, prep work that you're going to have to do uh, probably within the airport. There's going to be different protocols installed already so you're gonna have to you know adhere to that yeah and the check-in i think the check-in is going to be a little different um uh you know i don't know maybe you can tell tell every tell us next on your next podcast how that yeah. was after you come back yeah that's true but um, you know that's going to be different and then surely in the plane right it's going to be different you know uh, who knows i mean uh are they going to be running at full capacity you know will they purposely maybe only take a 70% load factor just to, you know, do the distancing thing. Um, different, right, for each airline. Yeah. And then when you arrive at the other side, you know, that's going to be a different, whole different thing too, right? But I think once you get out, you know, of the airport, I think for most parts, like for retail, restaurants, um, these kinds of, you know, businesses and establishments, I, I would say, you know, mostly, at least in the U.S., it's probably going to be, you know, somewhat similar. Everybody's going to have a baseline. Are you wearing a mask? And I've seen places where they have like those dividers 
and those, you know, plexiglass stuff. I see a lot of, you know, by the cash registers and all this kind of stuff. So, and then you guys see people with, you know, I, I just think this is going to be the next fashion boom is all the PPE stuff, right? Like, whoa, where did you get that mask from, right? Or where'd you get that face shield from? Or where did you get that from? You know, what is that, right? And I think that, <laughs> I think that us as consumers coming out of this pandemic, I think, you know, um, we're going to take PPE a lot more seriously and we're going to sure. go. Like anything, you wouldn't want the coolest shirt or the coolest whatever, right? Like when, for women. So, um, you know, the PPE stuff, I think, is going to be different too. That'll change a lot. Yeah. I, um, I have a friend that's been flying inter-island um, through the pandemic. And he said that going to Maui, Hawaiian's been flying the, the mainland or the, the bigger jets. The ones with the the uh, what is that five or six seats across, um, yeah, because or was that nine? Sorry, nine seats across or whatever it is because um, that allows them to like stagger out the seats so that you're not sitting next to each other. But Hilo's been still flying the the regular jets because I think the runway is too short for the big planes. But that's uh, interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know what travel is going to look like. How do you think the, um, you know, with a lot of the recovery, it's going to be, um, it's going to depend on tourism, the tourism econ- uh, tourism industry, local tourism industry, really um, promoting and accentuating a lot of the small business, you know, small business people to, to get the tourism, the tourists who come down to go and support either, and it might be even in the hotels or wherever by procuring stuff more local. How do you see that kind of working as far as like the drag that could come along with the the, the restarting of the tourism economy? Um, I think I think you know the start of it is going to be a little slow. You might still see more takeout, right? More yeah. than dine-in. Um, you know, so, you know, because I think any, everywhere is getting used to takeout now, right? I mean, you can, you know, Grubhub or, you know, whoever, right? Delivery, all this kind of stuff is, is you know, I think we, you know, us as a family still do that. You know, we take out more, I think. Yeah. So you might have people taking out and then maybe eating at their hotel rooms or wherever they're staying, right? So, you know, you might see more of that. Um, you know what I'm afraid of, Nate, is that, you know, the smaller businesses that you mentioned, the ones that really make a destination, like the big box stores or the big brands like that, you know, okay, you know, you go to the Vegas Strip or you you go wherever, you know, the Miracle Mile in Chicago or New York or wherever, right? You get all these big brands and these big box stores, you know, who cares, right? I mean, yeah. you know, and, and the ones that make those destinations are the ones that you just said, the smaller, and for us, the local businesses, right? But I'm, I'm super afraid that, you know, through this whole thing, I don't know how many of them are going to make it or even are going to be able to come back, right? So yeah. what does that do for us as a destination? Um, you know, Hawaii, what makes Hawaii special, right? Is the people, our land, and and, and our people in our land, you know, give are, are the backbones or, or the basis of our local businesses, right? Be it, be it restaurants, bars, be it, you know, clothing stores, whatever. Um, I just... I'm very concerned that those businesses will not be able to make it through this just because of the economic hit that you know, everyone's taking, right? Yeah. And so when you look at everything, it's like whoever has the most cash as a company, right? Resources are the ones that are going to make it. You yeah. see big businesses going to bankruptcy. Yeah. I mean, huge ones, 24-hour fitness, 
and all these guys, I mean, Neiman Marcus, everybody's going chapter 11, you know? So how does the local small business make it? The ones that really actually make Hawaii, Hawaii, you know, I would hate to see them go away and that would be heartbreaking. So, um, I would want the lag time to be as short as possible. Right. And I would, um, at least for us, we're going to be for the Japanese market. We are going to heavily promote local, um, local businesses and local restaurants and so on and so forth. Right. Um, so, you know, that's a whole nother thing in our branding campaign that we, you know, part of creating this Pono Traveler is supporting local and that's a big part for us. So, yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting too with your market because a lot of them do when they come over, they're shopping at those big box. I mean, they're shopping at, they come to shop at like some of the, you know, luxury brand name kind of places. Right. So, um, being that some of those are in tough times, um, especially luxury brands, I think a lot of people are probably not as keen to buying them right now just because they probably don't have as much money coming in. But uh, it'd be interesting to see what happens. Do you think um, the hotels will try to make more in an effort to like buy local food and buy local stuff? I would hope. <laughs> okay. I would hope. Um you know, I, you would hope that, that that would be the thinking, right, for the hotels. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, not only the hotels, but everybody, right? And wherever, wherever and whenever you can support local businesses, I think we all as a community have to do that. Yeah. I mean, there's a responsibility. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I would hope that the hotels would do that as well. Yeah. It, um, yeah I don't know. I'm, I'm still – I'm glad we're finally opening. I think. I think it's – I think we have to soon already. Um, you know, even though case cases are kind of on the rise, I think from a you know, I'm I'm thinking from a medical response standpoint. I'm not I'm not a doctor, but it seems like it's getting better as far as knowing what to do and how to respond and how much space we have in case the numbers keep on rising. But yeah, I I don't I won't I would be lying if I didn't say like there's a little bit of anxiety with you know, reopening, um, especially when initially a lot of the cases came from or originated with people who are visiting um, or returning back from the continent or, or wherever. But um, yeah, it's a it's an interesting one. Um, how long do you think it'll take before? I mean, before Jap- you think the Japanese are pretty comfortable coming or you think because they're probably looking at the U.S. saying like we're pretty bad as far as our handling of the, the pandemic well you know that's where this um travel corridor idea right um is is has a lot of merit and that's what we're pitching the japanese government right now because yep hawaii is part of the u.s um you know just geographically but are we really like the u.s you know <laughs> I, I don't think so right i mean our, our infection rate is low do we understand Japan more than probably any other state in the union? Of course, right? Um, immigration, um, you look at the military presence, right? Yeah. Here and in Japan as well, right? I mean, you know, we do help protect Japan as a nation, our military. Um, you look at the cultures, you look at the amount of people that um, uh, uh, are from J- uh, Japanese descent. You know, we actually are more part of kind of like more like Japan than, than the U.S., in my opinion. So, so that's partly what we're trying to, you know, communicate in this travel corridor idea is that, you know, Japan, you got to carve us out of there because we're not, 
we're not like California. You know, we're not surging here. You yeah. know, we're not surging like these other Western states, right? I mean, I mean, we got our curve under control, just like you do. You know, yeah. and on top of that, you know, you got you on Japan has a lot of investment here in Hawaii, right? I mean, uh, I can share a number that we got uh, from, for example, just from the travel industry. You know, the tra- uh, Japanese-owned businesses like JTB, HIS, mm-hmm. um, your Japanese carriers like JAL and ANA. Kyoya. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, t- well. I'll get there, but but just travel-related. Um, so your your airlines and your your travel companies and uh-huh. you know your online travel companies that that you know um, book the direct people. It's a it's a two hundred million. It's over two hundred million dollars a month that they're, they're losing, collectively. Holy, holy so <laughs> yeah, look at that's two point four billion right uh, uh, annual yeah. economic hit that these Japanese owned businesses are taking, and that only includes the tour companies and the airlines. So oh, you bring up Kyoya, who is a very important stakeholder here in Hawaii from oh, Japan, yeah. right? Big time. Four properties. I can't imagine what the economic hit is every day um, yeah. because only three of their properties are open. You know, the Princess Kayulani is, is, is limited open, but I can't imagine their loss, you know? Yeah. And, so you and have- for people who don't know, Kyoya owns uh, Princess Kayulani, uh, Surf, Moana yeah. Surfrider, Royal Hawaiian, and the Sheraton, right? Yeah. Or Mar- yeah. Uh, Sheraton, Sheraton. Sheraton Waikiki, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. all. So the PK is closed or? The PK is limited open. Uh, and, and then and the, the other the, three are open. All the three are closed. Oh, Moana, closed. Moana closed, Royal Hawaiian closed, Sheraton Waikiki closed. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's for, yeah. for the day job, I had a, an event planned at Sheraton end of May, which we had to cancel. And we ended up just canceling. Um, yeah, see, so, you know, they're losing that banquet business. They're losing... Yeah. You know, not only on the rooms, but events and functions and everything, man. And, uh, you know, like, yeah, like Prince is Japanese owned, right? The yep. Kahala is Japanese owned. Um, yeah, the economic loss to the Japanese owned businesses is pretty huge, too. So, you know, we're hurting as Hawaii and, you know, and we would love to welcome back the Japanese tomorrow. Right. But even on their own, they're hurting. You know, they, yeah. they, they need they need to start tourism back up as well to Hawaii. Well, yeah. So there's a, I mean, from a from a Jap from a Japanese perspective, there's there's influence and push from their side to also make this happen and and get it safe, right? Because they need yeah. to start it up again, right? Yeah, we, we need to, but we need to more quickly convince them to carve us out of the entire U.S. because we're different. You 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 can't you can't have us at a level you know threat level three like the rest of the U.S. Right? I mean, yeah. We're, we're very different so you know guam guam opened up to to japan guam guam july 1st the japanese person could go to guam uh, just no nothing you don't have to do anything only problem is when the japanese person goes back to japan from guam they have they're they're subjected to a 14-day quarantine when they go home oh so they cannot just take a test and and be yeah. good um, they can take a test but they also got to self-quarantine for 14 days 14 days yeah that's a long time i mean i i I can't imagine if i had to quarantine purely at 14 days it's a lot that's a lot nate nate Nate, knowing you i can't imagine you having to quarantine for 14 but plus (laughs) i quit drinking this whole time 
And have what? you been drinking? Yeah, have you been drinking during this during lockdown? Since oh, uh, April first was the last. I mean, I had like a couple of beers in between because yeah. I went to uh, we went to our friend's house last weekend. Um, a handful of us, but yeah, I haven't been drinking, bro, since since wow. April. So being that- at home is not that big of a deal anymore. <laughs> Wow. Okay. I mean, I have a few when I'm at home. So. <laughs> well, what else is going on with you then? Besides, uh, I mean, okay. Let me ask this: How nuts was it when you guys had? You said you guys set up a, uh, uh, like a command center at the convention center. Oh That gosh, first yeah. couple of weeks, how how crazy was it? Oh, it was nuts. I mean, you had you know we had to make sure that uh, I mean the governor and the mayors right where they they were doing their proclamations and their emergency you know, orders and blah, 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 blah. And, and a lot of it was tied into tourism, right? So, you know, like I know, for example, like um, HTA was helping with the contact tracing with this, with these guys that were sneaking in, right? Yeah. And you know, they had to help with the contact tracing and, you know, HTA helped with that. It was kind of crazy, right? I mean, we're a, <laughs> we're a marketing organization, right? And now we're helping with contact tracing, but you, know, you do what you got to do. So, you know, HVCB and HTA, you know, mainly because it was all most of the, you know, the, I mean, 100% was from the North American market, right? No Japanese already. So, yeah, yeah that command center was set up to support that. Um, whenever, like, for example, the governor had press conferences like he did today, you, know, you got to be ready with answers. You know, they might ping you right before the thing starts and be like, hey, I need the numbers for this, that or whatever. Right. And what is Japan doing with this, 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 you know? And um, yeah, you kind of have to be ready. So they established yeah, it's called it's called something else. It's still like a DOC, like a departmental operational something. I forget some acronym, <laughs> but we all refer to it as a command center. So um, no, it was good. It was good in the uh, early time, you know, when we started. But now, as we're getting ready, like you said, you know, greasing the engine here, we, we're trying to trying to focus now more on ramping back up. Yeah, so I think everybody's back at their bases, you know, getting ready for the the reopening. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see um, what's happening. I guess uh, I'm kind of, I'm hoping that, you know, because I, when is he, when, when are, I didn't read, I just saw the headline. When is, if they do the, the, the 72 hour testing, are they looking at end of July to kind of start? Yeah, August 1st. August 1st with corridors or is that open to everyone? No, that's. So, so no, uh, not even corridors. So now, theoretically, for the Japanese person coming in, right? If the if the flights restart, Japanese person gets a PCR test seventy two at least seventy two hours within seventy two hours of their departure. Yeah, they can come in. Uh, as of August first. As of August first, the only thing is, we'll let them in, right? Yeah. But when they go back to Japan for the Japanese visitor, they got to go quarantine on their side. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we're, that's part of the, the, the corridor thing that we're asking Japan is like, would you, if we can establish a corridor between Hawaii and Japan, would you exempt the returning Japanese person from that 14-day quarantine, you know, is one of the asks that we have on the table right now to the Japanese government. So that just went out over the, uh, the weekend. Um, so they just got it on their Monday or Sunday. Yeah, which was a couple of days ago. A couple of days ago, and um, yeah, like people like you know, uh, Speaker Psyche, Speaker Scott Psyche, he's super instrumental in this, in this setup too of the corridor. Yeah, so you know, he's the um, 
Hawaii chair for this uh, Japan Hawaii uh, Legislative Friendship Association. Yeah, the, the Hawaii the, and Japan. Yeah. yeah, so he's he's instrumental. So he's actually you know uh, he you know he's doing a lot of work behind the scenes and really instrumental in getting this thing set up. Do you think it's pretty likely that it'll it'll go through, or you don't know yet? We're hopeful, Nate. We're hopeful. Um, we just we we were banking on our longstanding relationship with Japan that they would seriously consider carving us out, you know, out of that kind of the whole contiguous U.S. kind of thing. <laughs> um, so, you know, that that's still, you know, we're working hard on that. Um, there's a hui of us that are working on that with the governor's office and speaker psyche. So, you know, hoping to get it done sooner rather than later. So, yeah, I mean, we would hope that, you know, we get it done quicker. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll... We'll keep our fingers crossed because I think the sooner we can get it going, the better. I mean, longer term. Yeah. Um, uh, I think you answered all my questions, bro. Unless you want to talk about other stuff besides tourism. <laughs> no, man. I mean, unless you, I'm, I'm game. What is, how, how long do we go? Like an hour or something? Yeah, well, we're at 45 minutes already. So, but I mean, I, I think, I think most of the stuff I was asking, like I kind of had a idea, um, because yeah. it's been such a big, it's such a big topic that mm -hmm. is getting a lot of coverage in the in the paper, um, mm -hmm. but it's good to hear from you because you're. I'm I'm not gonna say you're a talking head, but you're in the you're in the weeds. You're grinding it out, right? You're part of the the ones doing. Yeah, we're the part work. of the machine, the, the yeah, tourism yeah. machine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's Absolutely. it's it's easier to it's easier to get more details from you than it would be maybe like the governor's office or you know the oh, mayor's Oh yeah, office. no, no, that's gonna be tough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, but that's part of the 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 questions that people are asking. Like, how is it gonna work? What does the bubble like? They'll read about corridors or initially it was called bubbles, but you'll get a pretty broad, um, newsy type of general answer. But as far yeah. as details of what that means, you know, I don't know if that stuff is is necessarily getting out you know um, I, I don't think so i don't think so because i just it's not it'll probably start coming out you know you're, yeah. you're gonna see more and more about that but you know i mean the last thing i'll say about corridors is that you know i think the governor is just he's um he's trying hard man i mean he's taking cracks from all these different places right but yeah. i'll tell you as far as being responsible, as far as being, con you know, like concerned more about our public health, the, the residents' health. I mean, this this governor, man, I just I just applaud him because he's super. Um, that's his number one worry. His concern is, con you know, protecting us. Of yeah. course, you can argue what about economics? You know, we'd be dying here. Right. And yes, we are dying. So a lot of times. You know these businesses that come and they yell yell about the business and like, hey, we're dying here. You know what you gonna do for us, right? And and uh, you know, okay, so you know these guys saying you gotta open up, you gotta open up, right? Yeah. And I just personally, right? This is my Joe Public opinion. Is like, okay, so you know, what if the governor did open up, right? Just no restrictions, like okay, like you said, fly open the doors, come in, yeah. be ready, right? Here we go, anybody, California, New York, come in, baby. You know, you do that, and I'll tell you. The moment that our cases spike over here and the locals get nuts and everybody starts getting nuts, sick. right? Yeah. Or people get These sick. Guys, the businesses that were screaming to reopen, you know what the first thing they're going to do? They're going to run back. 
They're going to yeah. run back to wherever they were hiding and they're going to be like, see, governor, you should have been more careful. <laughs> right? So, no. yeah, I got to admit, like when the when the first when things started to first happen, I was pretty disappointed with the governor's response. Like I felt it was taking actually too long to take action. Like I was like, why? You know, like it was like, come on, we got to like we're an island. We can shut this thing down pretty, pretty quick. I got to say, I think once he, he did, it's been a lot better. Um, I think initially, even just the communication between uh, the governor and the mayors seemed a little rocky at the beginning. And then they kind of started to figure it out and started to kind of get on the same page. But yeah, I mean, initially, I got to say, I was like, what the, f- what the hell is <laughs> happening? Like, it shouldn't. Oh, but- yeah, it, you know, it was tough because this is first time, right? I mean, it's the first time we had something like this. Well, but that's well, but that's a tough excuse because everybody's first time having something like this. Correct. Right. 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 It is. It is. But now, when you look at the proof in the pudding, you know, my opinion is like, hey, we're a model now. We're yeah. look at everybody pointing at us, going, you know, I mean, even in Japan, they say we got to be more like Hawaii. Look at how yeah. Hawaii. You know, and to have the guts to look at a destination that is almost, I mean, that this is our number one economic driver, tourism, right? For a governor to have the guts to say, we're going to kill ourselves, we're going to commit harakiri in a sense, yeah, and we're going to stop tourism for the, for the sake of my people's safety, that to me takes a lot of guts, you know, because oh, yeah. even the Japanese news stories that were coming out about Hawaii were all kind of praising what Governor Ige did. So I was yeah. like, wow, we're... You know, I know it's kind of hard going through it over here, but we're we actually are are being the model of how to handle this, right? Yeah, to, even to the point of even killing ourselves economically a little bit. Um, yeah, so I, I just think you know the way the way governor is going about it, I, I I like it. I think I think it's responsible and I think it's calculated. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like I said, to me, the the part I had a hard time with was the lack of quick response like it just mm-hmm. i was like what was taking long that's why even like when i when i went home that weekend right before the shutdown i told my parents i was like i don't know it's already here so i don't know why they're still letting me fly around <laughs> in fact i was nervous because i went through the airport um, yeah there was no face masks no protocols yeah. no nothing so people even i didn't have a face mask some people were wearing face masks by then because they kind of knew um so when I got to Hilo, as soon as I walked into my parents' house, I was like, oh, shit. Like, I hope I don't get them sick because I right. just came from the airport, I from Honolulu Airport with, I must have passed a few hundred people walking around there, standing in line with somebody breathing down my neck. Like, I hope I don't have it. Um, so I thought his lack, the the speed in which he responded was was bad mm-hmm. i was like shit we're mm-hmm. island we could have just shut it down but um the fact that yeah he did have the balls to like pull the trigger and cut off our biggest economic driver um to me it's it's not like we we're here or like anywhere else like still pumping oil and you know selling. Right. <laughs> you know we can't we can't just create more money when tourism yeah. stops but also too i think it it's the other part that I'm I'm trying to get more exposure on and hopefully I can find more people to talk about it is who's like what what's the plan coming out of this like the long-term economic mm-hmm. diversity I think everybody's talking about it but um, 
as far as what I've read and seen so far, it's still kind of unclear what that exactly means. Like tourism's part of it, but what else are they going to look at to like kind of make sure that if this ever does happen, we're not stuck. But yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I know he gets bossed up, but that's part of being the leader, right? You, if, if, if 60% of the people agree with you, that's a pretty decent number, (laughs) you know, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree with what he's doing. So, (laughs) (laughs) well we are about see we made it to an hour that 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 took us close to it but um yeah i think well now that now that restaurants are open i guess we can probably go out and 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 and, uh get some get some (laughs) pahana in yeah i i I told myself the 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 sober the sober time is until the bars reopen (laughs) <laughs> bars reopened on Friday, but at the same time, we've been having more cases. So part right. of me is like, okay, well, even if the bars are open, maybe I'll wait a few weeks to see before before I start going out and like started start to uh, have a few out in out in public again. I did go out yeah. once for breakfast to a restaurant, oh. and that was okay. that was interesting. But have you gone out yet? Like yeah, yeah, to to sit oh, down yeah. and dine. Ohana's. <laughs> well, no, yeah, I mean, I've been to like probably like four or five Pahanas already. Oh, <laughs> uh, and, but you know, like the places you guys go are probably smaller too, right? It's not like it's. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not smaller. like big spots. Hey, Nate, you know, you should talk to next about um, this kind of economic stuff. You should talk to Ross. Yeah, the, no, I got to text him. I, after I. I called you. I was like, "She's, I got to get Ross on Ross on the yeah. on the show." I mean, too. The, the Aloha Stadium uh, chair. You should get him on because you know they're they, they they're they're doing they're going through their RFQ stuff now for the development yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, and he's still in, moving forward, in, which is good. Yeah, which is part of economic development. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I'll reach out to Ross. I I just I've been I've been I, I after the first you know like any other project the first few weeks I was like all gung ho and now I'm like oh shoot, I gotta freaking find somebody I gotta grind it out now and make it more consistent you should, but maybe you should ask that you should ask whoever comes on just ask them like who you think I should talk to next right then you fill up your <laughs> yeah there you go there your you go queue. it's it's referrals so it's yeah. easy yeah yeah Ross is a good one I'll 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 hit up Ross to to jump on pretty soon but. Anyway, yep. bro, I appreciate the time. Um, okay. And then uh, again, don't don't hang up yet. Just stay on. But yep. Um, yep. and we'll we'll catch up in person real soon. Sounds good, Nate. Okay. Thanks for uh, thanks for the story. Yeah. Aloha. Aloha.